All right, welcome to Teacher in Zion podcast. I have with me today Lisa Meister, and uh, we're going to be talking about the subject of satanic ritual abuse. Um, Lisa, you were, I believe, yourself a victim of yes. this. Okay, and you now help others um, with dealing with that. Uh, it is a topic, uh, as I was telling Lisa earlier, that I'm not very familiar with. I've heard things, um, but. You know, it's one of those topics, it's uh, uh, not a, it's a heavy topic, that's for sure. But it is something um, that and other terrible things that happen in this world, um, we can't ignore them. We, we can't just brush them underneath the carpet. And people need answers and people need to be delivered. They need to be healed. And so I'm glad to have you on. I'm, thank you for coming on um, and be able to talk with people about this because there's probably someone out there that needs to hear this. And... Um, you do have a, a memoir that you had written called Only God Rescued Me, uh, My Journey from Satanic Ritual Abuse. Uh, I'll put a link on the video. Um, and also another book that you've written called You Got the Wrong Guy. Uh, and those can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, and all that. So I'm going to put uh, Lisa's email. Uh, if she wants me to, I'll put her email up <laughs> for you guys. Uh, but I will definitely put up her website. Um, it is www.onlygodrescuedme.com, uh, and she will be working on a podcast, so uh, check that out. So, uh, Lisa, um, let's just start with uh, your story. I mean, what is your background, first of all, and, and tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, I know this is a really scary topic, so I'm going to try to make it as least triggering and scary for you as possible and I'm an elementary school teacher by trade and so I'm very good at trying to do that so please just stick with me as best as you can as I lead you through my story I grew up in a outwardly Christian family and a lot of people who are in satanic cults hide out in Christian outwardly Christian families yeah. because nobody would question them yeah. and I grew up from my first seven years in a Catholic Church then out of the blue we switched to an Assemblies of God Church for seven years and then abruptly left to go back to a Catholic Church hmm. kind of crazy yeah. so <laughs> in in those seven years that we switched to this Catholic Church I got saved uh. I dove into the Bible and this pastor trained me up in a love for God and in a love for the Word, mm. and I fell head over heels in love with God. Mm. And he had these trainings like the pillars of faith, and he taught me about faith. He taught me about the Holy Spirit and, and how Holy Spirit's in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I learned about him. I learned about who Jesus was and, and how Jesus works and who God was and how he works. I mean, I got a very strong biblical understanding. Now, the fascinating thing was later I found that my parents were set to that church through the cult to destroy the church, which they did, but they didn't mm. foresee me getting radically saved in this church. So then I became best friends with this pastor's daughter during those seven years, and my parents befriended this pastor and his wife, so we were in their family's house. Mm. We hung out with them for these seven years, and then all of a sudden, they were bad we left the church and we were never to speak to them again which was awkward because we were in a very tiny town very tiny mm. community like no traffic lights in our town kind of small community so we went back to the catholic church which to me was a blow because i wasn't getting bible training anymore and yeah. i had a really hard time holding on to what i had been taught so I grew up highly controlled, highly trained. Like my dad used to boast, my children will not think for themselves. And we didn't. Everything uh -huh. we were told, we just did. You never questioned anything. 
I was an overachiever. I achieved at everything I did. Sports, school, you know, it didn't matter what I did. I did excel because I had to. Well, there, yeah. was, there was no question. We just did it. So we were seen as the perfect children. And again, nobody questions that. Of course, in, nobody liked my dad in the community because he was a nasty man, but he, he owned a pharmacy, so he was a business owner. He was placed on the school board without ever running for the position, which is questionable. You know, yeah. so there's a lot of funny hmm. things. He was given a loan for his pharmacy that never should have been given to him because he was a third pharmacy in a town that really couldn't support two. So there's a lot of strange goings on. And so I grew up that way. And, but in my mind, I had the perfect Christian family. I created this fairy tale. And yeah. then I went off to college and I just fell apart. I was known in the Christian group that I went into, I was known as the girl who cried all the time. Hmm. I mean, I just, and I didn't know why, Yeah. but I, I, was, I was just deconstructing. And I, I had a friend, and she came from a non-Christian toxic family system. And she and I were in the same Christian group because she got saved. And we would hmm. have these four-hour lunches all the time. And she would talk about her toxic family system, and I would talk about my perfect Christian family, it's like our family systems were exactly the same and I couldn't figure out how in the world that worked in my it took four yeah. years of these four-hour lunches with her until I finally got to the point of maybe my family wasn't perfect yeah you were you were programmed in a sense so you didn't know you you couldn't process that you didn't understand you right know, that, well, so. and that's what mind control is, mm -hmm. that you're so brainwashed that none of these things make sense. Well, God definitely must have put this this, this other girl in, in your life at that moment. Yeah, you know? she did. So then I met my husband, who was also part of this Christian group. And so as I was starting to talk about with him... The things I was talking to about my friends, when he would speak back to me what I was saying, I'm like, oh, no, that's not the way it was. <laughs> you know? uh, oh, no, it's, it's not that bad. And yeah. he was starting to see my family as he was starting to hang out with them. And I don't know why he stuck with me, because it was a whole heap of whack. You know, I mean, <laughs> okay. it was absolutely crazy. So we got married and... Uh, I was 22 when we got married, and I was, I was, I mean, I was a smart woman, I'm educated, I'm an elementary school teacher, and I'm falling apart. I, I'm not able to function, I'm, I'm like, not able to accomplish things, and I'm not sure why. Mm. And so, by the time I'm 29, we've had three kids, and flashbacks start. Okay. And that's where, up until that point, I couldn't have told you there was anything wrong with me. And it was a complete shock. I had never heard of repressed memories, where that means things that happen to you, you just don't remember them at all. Yeah. And so I couldn't account for that. Mm. And so I had nine months of sexual abuse memories from my dad started coming up and it it's like how could i not remember that how could i block that out that made no sense to me but instead of getting better as i was dealing with these i was getting worse and that made no sense it's like okay if i accept this as true i should be getting better right but i was getting worse and then i thought okay, now I'm starting to go crazy and I'm not fighting it anymore. And so then my husband's like, okay, now we need help. <laughs> you know? yeah. it's like this, this is when we start getting professional help. So yeah. there was a Minerth, it was Minerthmeyer type clinic and they had s 
split at that point, so I forget it was a Minerth or a Meyer clinic. So we went to an, I went to an outpatient clinic, and this really sweet psychiatrist was there, and he told me, he said, Lisa, people that are going crazy do not know that they're going crazy. So we took that <laughs> off the table. <laughs> <laughs> so that went off the table. That was very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so I went back home, and then by the time the nine month from my first flashback hit, flashes of people with hoods, like robes, Grim Reaper like robes, mm -hmm. and candles, and like blood, and like gruesome sort of things started coming up. And then I had no idea what I was looking at. I, what is this? And that's when the ritual abuse stuff okay. started coming out. So then everything switched at that point to a whole new level. And so now I'm like, now I really am crazy. So we went back to the psychiatrist. He's like, now he can tell me I'm certified. Just put me in a home, <laughs> you know, somewhere, just lock me away. That's no. how we're going to deal with this. And we went there and he told me that he goes, oh, this is satanic ritual abuse. I already knew that you were a okay. survivor. Wow. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> Wait, 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 so. you know, pull back. How in the world did you know this? And he said, because the severity of abuse that you had from your dad is in the 90 something percentile in severity. And that does not happen unless there's ritual abuse involved. So, I mean, again, surely the Lord's hand must have been in this, that he put you with this particular therapist, this particular doctor. Um, We'll get into talking a little bit about what satanic ritual abuse is. Of course, we want to hear that. Um, I have a question. Maybe I'm jumping ahead, but but um, I've wondered about the repressed memories, um, and I I've almost wondered if this wasn't isn't God protecting children? He, he, they basically disconnect from that so they so they can survive it, and um, it's pushed off until they're older. And then the time comes where it's time to deal with it. Because you can't repress it forever because it obviously affected you. Right. It affected you in ways but you didn't know why or what was going on. So what what's your thoughts on that? Is is that am I completely off the track there or is that do you think that's right? I believe so. Because you can't as a child you can't stop it. You can't change yeah. it. You have to keep going through it. Yeah. So if God can help us to block it out, repress yeah. it, dissociate from it until we're adults, and then we have the tools and the ability to deal with it at that point, mm -hmm. I yeah. see that as a gift. Because Absolutely. we are abused and then we have to get up and go to school, right? Yeah. Or then our parents make us go do something and, and you have to keep going. Otherwise, yeah. we die, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's our choice. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I see that as a gift. I think a lot of people would prefer to imagine this doesn't really happen. Satanic ritual abuse is not real. What is satanic ritual abuse? I mean, it sounds maybe obvious on the surface, but, I mean, no, a lot of people have never really heard much about this. Could you just tell us what this is or uh, what you know about it? It is an extremely sadistic, physical, emotional, spiritual, sexual abuse of young children and vulnerable adults. And it is through occultic groups. It is blaspheming God through mocking the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They do it to get demonic power and it works for them. Yeah. Now, sure. if you start reading the Bible and an understanding of it, it is throughout the entire Bible. And it's fascinating. When you, you know, Canaan, the land of Canaan was filled with it, mm -hmm. and that's why God had them, Israel, when Joshua came through, clean yeah. out all the people because it was replete there. He didn't want it there anymore. If we get rid of it, then Israel will not follow in it. They did not clean all the people out. 
and that's yeah. why Israel followed in their footsteps. Yeah, that's something people. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> now, so that's why when they're bowing down to idols, and people yes. are like, I don't get why bowing down to idols is so bad. It's yeah, not like. Yeah, it's not like there's, you know, there's a statue and they bow down to it. Yeah. They are sexually abusing children. They are they are passing children through the fire, but there's more than it says passing children through the fire and other things that I don't want you to know of. Don't ask about it. Yeah. So it's not just the killing and sacrificing of children, but it's that and other things. So what they're doing is they are calling demons into these children and then they're sexually abusing the children because that's where they get that's the sex trafficking part they get the demons into the people they get the power and that's what they're going for yeah, and that's this, where god says don't have anything to do with that yeah, this this is a hard topic but we need to talk about this and this that was what i was going to mention i didn't mean to interrupt but that was what i was going to mention is that People look at uh, paganism and God uh, frowning on it and all that as if, like, so he's just a jealous God, um, you know, and he's going to punish these people just because they believe differently or have a different religion. It's not that. These pagan religions that Israel was worshiping, they were worshiping them like Baal and all these. They, it wasn't just that they worshiped another God or that they had idols. They didn't just make statues and worship them. They were abusing children. They were killing and murdering children. They were. It, it was awful. It was, it was so terrible. It was unmentionable, as you say. And that that's something I've recently come to realize myself. It wasn't just that they made an, a golden calf. It, it was so much worse than that. But all right. Well, I was running it down. It, it's it's really fascinating. If you go to Joshua ten, it's talking about the Amorites. Okay. And so they go to the Amorites, and the Amorites know that Joshua's going to come through. And Joshua's already accidentally made a treaty with the Gibeonites. So the Amorites are going to kill off the Gibeonites because they know this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, so the Amorites get four other kings to go fight the Gibeonites. So the Gibeonites go, hey, Joshua, you've got this grand treaty with us, so come and protect us. So Joshua goes to do that, but the Gibeon or the Amorites are so wicked, and that God talks about that in Second Kings. But they're so wicked that God kills more of them with hailstones than Joshua kills with the sword. Wow! Fascinating. That's how evil they are. But yeah. then, when you go to Second Kings, you have King Manasseh. Yeah. And he is more wicked than the Amorites. He puts in the high places, he builds the groves, and he fills the valley of Ben-Hinnom with the blood of the innocents. Who are the innocents? Mm. The children from satanic ritual abuse. And he floods the valley of Ben-Hinnom because that's where they went, right outside the walls of Jerusalem to do their child sacrifice. Mm. And then you have Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 19, God sends him, puts his feet in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, and he says, because of what King Manasseh has done here, I am going to send you out. And then he sends the Babylonians in, and they carry away. And then you get Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Mm -hmm. Daniel, because of satanic ritual abuse. It's all through there. And it's still going on today. So when people say, oh, I've never heard of this before, it's not in the Bible. It's mm-hmm. all through the Bible. And then yeah. when you get to the whore of Babylon in Revelation, it's still there. Who is the mm-hmm. whore of Babylon? What is she there for? It's because they're still sacrificing children to this day. I'm a survivor of it because they have living sacrifices, mm-hmm. and then they have the ones that they actually kill as well. But they find if there's a living one, they can keep doing it to us over and over and over again, and they get more demonic power the more time they use it over and over. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it, it, it kind of blows your mind. You're like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to believe this, you know. Yeah. But there's a lot of us out there. So my podcast, Only God Rescued Me, I am interviewing survivors. Survivor after survivor after survivor. And what you find out is 
our testimonies are all pretty much the same. You don't have some mm -hmm. weird and then a space alien came and did some crazy thing. Yeah. We have the same stories because right. the same things are happening. Hmm. Sad. So uh, how long how long ago was that when um, you began to um, have this come out like in therapy or in talking counseling that that this level of abuse the the satanic ritual abuse what how long ago was that 1999 okay all right so it's been a long time it took me about 20 years to heal to get through all of the stuff for me it was tough yeah that's that had to be a hard journey um i really appreciate you being brave enough to you're doing exactly what I have always understood God to do. It's what he did with me. Uh, what you went through is uh, nothing compared to, I mean, I'm, what I went through is nothing compared to what you went through. I just, I can't even imagine that level. And yet, uh, I, I do know from my own experience that where we, um, where we fall down or where we are hurt or injured many times, in the end, it becomes the very thing that God uses he says he works all things together for good and what I find is that like if for example you suffer satanic ritual abuse or if it was uh, just uh, physical violent abuse maybe you're an abusive family or an abusive parent um, or whether you got into drugs and became a, a drug abuser addicted to drugs there's all kinds of bondage that people can get into but if you and when you get free of that delivered in Christ and healed you're you are now put in a position to help others who have gone through the same thing that you have um, and so I'm so glad to see that that that's what's happening with you you're writing you you've got things going on you're reaching out to the people you're turning this around God turn it around. it's a terrible thing God would prefer that this would have never happened because of agency because we have to have our agency choice he can't prevent us from doing terrible things, from making terrible choices, or doing terrible things to other people, but he can do things to help us. He helped you, and he, I see he helps others. It's that disassociation and stuff. Um, I really do think that is a protection, but it's just a, in spite of how terrible this is, how awful it is, and there's nothing that can take that away. It doesn't make it better, but thank God that he can work all things together for good. That. Now you can become a champion um, against this evil and help people get out of it. So I really appreciate that. So wh what what was the next step here? Because now you're suddenly dealing with this crazy new world that you're in. That this wasn't just that your your family was stern or that your father was controlling. It was way beyond that. I mean, satanic ritual abuse. He was in a I assume what 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 was he was he a a member were they members of something uh, some sort of a a cult group they were in a spiritualist camp okay where they were and then there was he was a lion club member he was a mason he was uh Knights of Columbus those are all the secret societies yeah where they they kind of work through all of those. The Freemasons are pretty bad. That's where you move up. By the time you get to the 33rd degree, you have to be doing child sacrifice at that level. So if uh, you really don't wanna, if, I have found that pretty much every survivor has people in their family that are Freemasons. It's, mm. It is across the board. It's incredible. So they, these secret societies have those connections and all these groups have the connections. They work together and they have to. The, the, they want to, like my dad was getting on the school board without ever running for it. He was just appointed, you know, and they can do that. They get uh, political connections, they get community connections, they get the loans, things just happen for them. Hmm. They can get their kids put in colleges, into positions, into uh, scholarships, 
yeah. you know they just open the doors for you it's incredible mm-hmm. yeah they're it's a secret society and they're all interconnected i believe the lord showed showed me some things i had a question years ago about something in the scriptures and the Lord and I asked the Lord about it, and suddenly He He opened the door on that, and I almost didn't want to know after that, because I began to realize that there are that it's not just it's it's not just a Freemasons or whatever. It's it is uh, all of these societies are interconnected in many ways, um, and it is for the purposes of gaining power and manipulating things, and yes, putting people into positions who are a part of what's going on. They it's just, it's the pulling of strings from behind. Um, you know, we can elect officials, or we think we're electing officials, <laughs> or whatever. Um, and you put people in office, or whatever. But really, there are people who we don't ever elect, and they're the ones that are really running a lot of things, at least to some degree. They do have a lot of control, and that's a scary prospect. Um, and that makes it like, how do you get out of that? How do you escape that? You know? Right. Yeah. Like. The Bohemian Groves is a pretty demonic, satanic group, and Ronald Reagan joined them right before he hmm. announced him running for president. <laughs> you know, yeah. you start looking at those things, and you're like, oh, boy. Yeah, well, Bush Bush Sr. was a, a 33rd degree Mason. You know, Christians mm-hmm. want to think that, well, if you... If you uh, <laughs> they elect what they think are conservative family value... Christian politicians, but I hear to tell you, if if they're a politician, <laughs> I don't think there are too many of them that aren't involved in these things on some level. I'm not I'm not accusing every politician of being right. uh, a, a sexual abuser of children or whatever, uh, but I you to get into those positions and to stay in those positions and have any hope to have the money because you can't be in politics without money, and to get that money you have to concede. Or put yourself in the pocket of people who are doing these things at the very least. And if you want to get any of your legislation through, you're going to have to get people to work with you. Yeah. And how are you going to get them to work with you? Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. And it works that way in the music industry as well. Yeah. If you start looking at people in the music industry, you start seeing that they're Masons or they're flashing Illuminati signs, which is the same thing. It's, you know... To get into those positions of power, to get the breaks that you need to break, because there's so many talented people out there. So mm-hmm. why did you get the breaks, and this other yeah. person didn't get the? You know. Yeah. If you join this club, uh, you might get some perks. You might get some hidden favors. And I think, and it's, I, I think a lot of them are essentially innocent. Um, don't know or under even understand what they're involved in. But the thing is, as you move along, you will eventually find out. And eventually, you know, you have to pay the piper, I think. Um, you have got, you have received these favors. Now you need to return those favors. And I think that's where they get people over time. And they probably get them in compromising positions. Um, they know all their dirty little secrets, these people that are supposedly their friends. And then, uh, well, if you don't. If you don't help us with whatever it is, um, well, we're going to reveal that. I I see how that can happen. I am not a conspiracy theorist. In fact, I hate conspiracy theories, and I I stay away from them. And I probably in the past I would have thought, to some degree, some of this just seems crazy to me. Um, But I've began to see that no, it it it's not that every free Freemason is is a you know someone who's doing satanic ritual abuse a lot of them are just good people they don't know what kind of an organization they're in but ultimately these things are happening they do exist i I am sure of it now and you do see all through actors music industry they're all flashing the signs um that's that that can't be happenstance that's not a coincidence it's like they are purposely doing it over and over and over again and so satan is satan is positioning himself he's trying to build up his kingdom thank god we know christ is going to establish his kingdom and Satan's kingdom is going to come down. So we just got to push through and be, we got to be in Christ because that is the only way to, because they do have power. Like you said, they they gain power. That power is real. We'd like to pretend like it isn't, but even Jesus told his disciples, Satan has power over you right now. Um, But there is a way to overcome that. 
and that is through Jesus. Uh, that name, the authority and the power of the name of Jesus breaks down mm. months of preparation for one ritual that they do. They are wow. terrified <laughs> yeah. of the name of Jesus. Yep. And I love it because there's these little kids getting saved in these mm -hmm. rituals like my parents came against me so hard trying to break me down and get me mm -hmm. away yeah. like one of the last conversations i had with my parents before we finally broke away from them as adults and yeah. these were christian parents they were still trying to play the christian game with me my dad said to me god is not good and this was him playing the christian game how mm -hmm. you know how can you say god is good i said what has yeah. he not given to you my dad, yeah. he uh, retired at the age of 50, you know, from a pharmacy that was a do-nothing pharmacy. He, when he sold it, he got $60,000 for it, so he didn't get rich from his pharmacy. Yeah. You know, my mom had almost died many times. She was still alive. He had three kids, and all of them had jobs, and, you know, they were doing well. I'm like, what have you not got? Why are you saying God's not good? And he mm. just kind of looked blank, you know? Yeah. trying to talk me out of things it's like trying to talk me out of the word of god it's like no if the bible says it because satan has tried to twist the word all the time yeah, take absolutely. the word and twist it it's like no if the bible says it that's god's word you cannot change what god says because what he says will come to pass no matter what you say doesn't change what god says mm. and they couldn't deal with that and i'm sure it horrified them that all the rituals, all the spells they cast on me, all the curses they tried to do, the name of Jesus broke it. Mm. I mean, look how Praise powerful God. that is. And I was little, <laughs> and I yeah. was little, but I had Jesus. Wow. And they couldn't come, no matter what they did, they couldn't come against it. And that's what you hear with survivors, mm. that God came into the midst of terror and torture and just the psychological mm. stuff that they were doing against it, Jesus came in and broke through all of that and saved oh. us. Wow, praise God. But that's the power. That's the power of God. Even mm. there, God is working. And that yeah. blows your mind. Absolutely. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> that's where you can get happy. That's yeah, where you can absolutely. get happy. Whatever, whatever Satan puts us through, we know, we know the the end. We know the the last page of the book. Say, you know, God wins. So we we just got to pick the right team um, and get on that get on the winning team. So, yeah. Well, I so, have survivors that got saved in a ritual where they had never heard the salvation. They had never heard of God outside of rituals, but hearing. Hmm everything going on they knew that there must be a god and they got saved yeah if there is such darkness if there is such an evil presence there must be it almost begs in that there must be the the counter to that that is amazing to me because as a as a child if you're raised in that and you're controlled i mean they you, they're not going to let you know about jesus right they're not going to you know or if you've ever heard about him, it's put in a light that you want to stay away from it supposedly and yeah god can break through that that is just that is amazing how widespread do you think this is um i mean is this that, a very minor number of yeah <laughs> or is it worse than what we want to know that's that's where it gets scary this this is very widespread you will have survivors in every church where you know we're, we're everywhere uh, every community is going to have SRA going on because wherever there is power to be had, positions of authority to be have, yeah. there will be Satanists coming into that power vacuum to grab it. Okay, so this this is the thing. I, I you, you're probably I think going to confirm this for me here. When you hear about sexual abuse of children, it is by far and large way too often you hear about it happening in a church and so the the notion or the perception i guess of the world is is that religion must be bad or 
Christianity is terrible. It's not what you think it is. Um, it's just an opportunity for people to abuse children. Uh, so this is obviously something that Satan must have great delight in, right? This is a plot of his. Um, I had heard that um, Satan's secret societies, these societies, one of their uh, driving mandates is to infiltrate every church. So they have their members join churches. Well, you confirm that your family literally joined a church to, to destroy it. That was the yeah. point of it. Um, and so we need to be on the lookout for that because, you know, this is the scriptures talk about this wolves entering in and sheep's clothing, you know. And so we need to be a discerning people. I think Christianity needs to be a little more discerning. Um, and there's only one way to do that. we got to drive ourselves deeper into the arms of Jesus and uh, give it all to him that we may have a greater portion of his spirit, the Holy Spirit, and discern these things um, and strike at the, the kingdom of Satan. You know, he, J Jesus said about the church that the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Gates are not offensive weapons. They are defensive weapons. And so if the gates of hell cannot prevail against us, we're supposed to come against the kingdom of Satan. And why would we storm the gates of hell? Because the captives that are behind the walls. I, I mean, that to me, that's what it is to set the captives free, to, be, to, to let Jesus work in us being his body, um, to set people free and help people get free. So... Um, I agree with you, and I think that's the revelation warning of the seven churches, mm. that that is the problem of our churches today, and, and especially the Nicolaitans, which was the twisting of taking witchcraft and mixing it with Christianity, which is what the Satanists are yeah. doing. So mm -hmm. they can make it look good, they can talk Christianity, yeah. but they're mixing that witchcraft in there in ways that people aren't recognizing mm -hmm. you know they're pretty careful about it yep but we got to be aware and and really watch carefully what people are saying yeah i have seen that uh new age type of stuff coming in seeping in and there's and they the problem is it's not just it's not new age it's not just some new age idea it it, it has an origin and that origin goes back to these pagan gods these pagan gods are not just imaginations of men they're demons that want to be worshipped and they have power and yeah. they are giving people power and they are using these powers in our churches yeah. we gotta be smarter and we empower them uh, if we choose to worship and, and give over to them that's how, that's how they get power on this earth is to have vehicles that they can use you know um, so yeah this is anyway um, so, uh, you, you had a, you had a few things you had sent to me in a kind of an outline of a, a few ideas, a look at satanic panic, uh, hit me when I saw that, because that's something I've, I've heard talked a lot about recently. There was the big satanic panic. I think of the, was it the 1980s, um, where there was this, this sudden scare. Um, you didn't tell me why you'd put that on as a possible topic to discuss. I'd like you to touch on that. That's that's interesting because there's a lot of people talking about that well because it, it still comes up i mean yeah. you talk about satanic ritual abuse and people go oh yeah you roll there mm -hmm. oh yeah the satanic panic you know yeah. and then they'll throw in in the false memory syndrome that you know that you know how you get like mental clumps of information mm -hmm. that go together and all yeah. those things go together so the yeah. satanic panic is a mind-numbing phrase that just shuts you down so that yeah. we don't have to think about that. I don't even, yeah. I'm not even going to think about anything you have to say because there used to be a satanic panic. So now mm -hmm. I'm not going to think about anything. And so what they, go you ahead. Paint it, you, you're painting it. What, what they do is they're painting it in a certain light. So now it's like, oh, it's one of these people that is, has lost their mind. They're, they're over, you know, their imaginations have gotten away with them. Right. So the idea of the satanic panic is we debunked satanic ritual abuse in the 80s. Yeah, it's not now, really they, happening. Right. right. So they have, they, have no, I, they have no idea how they debunked it or if they actually did debunk it. But that's, <laughs> that's the idea of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they didn't debunk it. 
in the 80s, right? They no, didn't do no, that. No. But that's where everybody goes with that. Yeah. They look back and say, oh, remember when this happened? <laughs> this mass panic that everybody had, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we had some shock rock back then, and so that mm -hmm. made everybody afraid that all this satanic stuff was going on. Yeah. yeah. It was just, you know, there wasn't anything yeah. to that. Yeah. And, and then a lot of, there was some... SRA survivors, satanic ritual abuse survivors coming forward back then, starting to talk, starting to okay. share some stories. And then they got the Lump. media came out with this is false information. Mm -hmm. Now, the media hits very hard against satanic ritual abuse survivors. And so when this comes out, satanic panic is what they shock and all us with when something new comes out the satanic mm -hmm. panic comes again yeah. boom headlines and then survivors <laughs> run for the hills yeah and quiets them down again it's very sad yeah and i imagine part of that is on uh, a purposeful tactic sure. by some who have control of media but I'm, in, I'm guessing a lot of those who work in media are unaware of that. It's just they go along with that agenda because they don't want to believe that this is happening, right? Isn't it easier to not believe that? And so if management, somewhere in management is kind of this idea expressed that, okay, this is not really happening, all that kind of stuff. Well, we want to say, yeah, that's not happening. I mean, that's that was my first instinct when I, you know, first started hearing about that. I grew up in the '80s and stuff, and I think my parents were worried about some of the things I was doing, and I thought they were it was overblown, and so it was easy to buy into that idea. But you, lo looking back now that I've given my life to the Lord, I was involved in satanic things to some degree and didn't realize it. Some of the music I was listening to, the images that were in my mind. Um, the ideas, the thoughts, and negativity. I mean, the music, there was no positive. It was not positive. Everything was a very negative feeling. Satan is trying to put his his motivations, his feelings into young bodies, into young minds. And so, uh, was it overblown to some degree? You, you could have that perspective. But if we if we came, if we had just come from heaven in the purity of the of the angels and then turned on some of the music <laughs> we listen yeah. to or or turn sure. on the tv we'd i think if abraham if father abraham could turn on a television today he would he would be he would just be morbidly in shock oh sure at the, at what we allow to enter into our sight and and in our ears but so it morphed from that into the false memory syndrome yeah so there is a woman lynn crook and she was suing her parents because her dad molested her okay so they brought in dr elizabeth loftus who had said that this was a false memory this didn't happen to her now elizabeth loftus didn't know her yeah. She had she had no knowledge of this, but she had created this lost in the mall study where she was saying that you could create a false memory in somebody and make them think that they were really had been lost in the mall when they were a child when they really hadn't been. Okay. Now this is interesting because being lost in the mall is not as traumatic a memory as being molested as a child. Yeah. And there's a lot of problems with Elizabeth Loftus. She's not seen as a moral uh, person who does her studies. She, there's a lot of questions in how she did things. She's been challenged, and you can go into all that. It's, it's an interesting study to study Elizabeth Loftus. Mm -hmm. But she came to Lynn Crook's trial, and she testified but uh, Lynn Crook ended up winning her suit against her father hmm. now Elizabeth Loftus went on to uh, publish her lost in the mall study and it's in textbooks today my daughter's in psychology and that 
is still in the textbooks. My daughter and I had a big argument about it. I'm like, you will mm-hmm. not talk about this positively in any way, shape, or form in my house. <laughs> we had this really big, long conversation. You will read this book, and then we will discuss this. Yeah. But Elizabeth Loftus has created this thing that repressed memory is not a thing. You can't trust it because therapists are putting this in our mind. Now, Elizabeth yeah. Loftus went and she spoke for Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. She was a witness for Harvey Weinstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Wow. Okay, that should tell you something right there. <laughs> yeah, pretty scary. And yeah. when I was talking with my family, my family immediately went to uh, the satanic panic and false memory syndrome. Yeah to discredit me and it's interesting that they immediately went there as if they knew it was coming and they were ready for it hmm. yeah and a de- the majority a defense, of- a defense of satan has is generated for those who you know i i have myself now I've, I've never heard of the lady that you were talking about um but i have heard about false memories um and I have myself wondered at times about it, and I think maybe there could be some grain of truth to some degree. Like, I, I do worry about if you go to the wrong therapist, whether under hypnosis, I guess, is where sure. I, I worry when you're in a vulnerable state, whether someone could put suggestive things in your mind. I wonder about that because of uh, past life regression kind, kind of stuff. I feel like if you go to someone with an agenda to find your past lives you're going to find past lives you know under hypnosis but in the cloak of having maybe grains of truth that well it's possible something could happen where you you're misremembering something the kind of memory that you have and others that happen with like that's not a it's not a small misremember like i there's some things i misremember as a child sure there's things i thought happened like there's a picture of me as a little boy in my dad's shoes these giant shoes and i'm this little like two-year-old and it's a cute picture for some reason i have this memory of uh i got in trouble putting the shoes on or something and i cried but i'm mixing something up there well that's a far cry from what you are remembering in great detail um right (laughs) and it's not two years old i mean you know (laughs) what is fascinating too about sra survivors is that we spend the a majority of the beginning of our journey trying to disprove it. Like we work really yeah. hard to try to not be an SRA survivor and to be crazy. Like just tell me I'm crazy and I will yeah. go be locked up. Just lock me up. I mean might be easier. It is incredible because I talked I talk to hundreds of survivors now. Yeah. And they're like, I am just crazy. Just tell me I'm crazy because there is no way this happened to me. There is no way this could have happened to me. And, you know, I mean, we go to mm-hmm. the nth degree trying to validate and we do yeah. validate. Like when we check these things out. Yeah. So my husband and I went back to where I grew up and we started talking and we found that my dad was in this group. We found the witch that he was involved with. There was a witch, known yeah. witch in town that he was part of and we went to her ex-husband and we showed up at his door and he looked right up when he found out who i was he looked right at my husband like he thought he was going to come beat him up i mean it was the weirdest thing and i'm like wow Mm. there's a lot of validation right there you know so like you start going and you start finding some of these things it's pretty fascinating yeah if you were to go back to validate this stuff you should expect to find nothing you should find people who are completely bewildered kind people that are like i i don't understand you know um yeah if that right there is to me the sign that there's something going on because uh if if i found that people who believe that they had been abused in this way um it was like some sort of a call a, a cry for attention and they were they were given to creating scenarios and all that type of thing but instead this is something you would you did not want to be true on right. any level you you were in denial yourself that tells me there has to be a truth or you're in denial about it that's how i know when god is talking to me because usually when he comes and shares something with me it's because i'm contrary to the that way of thinking and his thought is not my thought you know at all it's 
So when he comes and speaks to me, I know it's him because it is completely contrary to the way, the direction I'm thinking. And he's like, no, it's this way, you know, and, and that in the same way here, like you'd rather this not be the case. Right. So you're denying yourself like, no, the, surely this isn't true. I'd rather be crazy than to think that this has happened to me. And then when you finally come to accept that, now you have to have people trying to deny to you that, you know, trying to tell you that they're in denial about it like you've made this up so or something you're gonna so lose your family you're gonna you know your whole family is gonna kick you out and yeah. a lot of survivors lose their husbands you know the children a lot of children turn against them their churches turn against them their friends will leave a lot of survivors are all by themselves mm. and stay that way i mean it is a horrible road to live through this mm. and I have always said that the lucky ones die young in SRA. It is tough to live through it. It is tough to heal through it. It's tough to live through it. But God does make a way. So, you know, people say, oh, you people, you're just doing this for attention. I'm like, you don't get any good attention for this. Let me tell you. No, it is no. tough. It is tough. Yeah. And churches don't get it. Churches don't understand it. They don't know how to come alongside survivors and the majority of survivors finally just tap out of church and they just give up completely there's yeah. very few survivors that will go to church anymore they are treated horrendously in churches mm. i i i will want to go i want to go on record and confess that um when i heard satanic ritual abuse in the in the past and not and not distant past but even not that long ago um, I think there's a part of me that that wondered, you know, well, how much is this really true? Is some of this just kind of imagination or people or, or what's going on? Like, because, uh, you know, as I think about that, it's it's got to be again, because we don't want to believe that sure. that would be happening on that level. Like, it's so extreme. It's, you know, and yet I now I'm meeting people and talking to people who have gone through this and I'm realizing you know, not only is it, yes, it is happening. And it wasn't that I, I thought it never happened. It just wondered, could it really be happening that much? That was to the question, like, how extensive is this? Um, and when you begin to look at that, this is a part, it's not a random happenstance that some family just does this on their own. But when you realize that these are groups, that they have an agenda, those groups are attached to other groups these societies that people get into then and then you realize boy this is this is maybe way bigger than i want to know it you know it's like the iceberg uh a lot more underneath the water than what we can see um how did you how did you so you got all this now you've come to grips with the truth here how did you how do you go forward from there and how do you recover? How did you heal? It was a long, long, gruesome process. Yeah. So I didn't have ever a therapist who knew what to do. I never had a therapist. It's like, oh, yeah, I know what to do about this. So mm. I had therapists that we did a lot of staring at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do about this. I don't know. So, yeah. You know, I, I would go to therapy. We did a lot of, um, I didn't, I, like, I was so broken down with, like, didn't have feelings. Just had shut them all down. So we learned how to have feelings, identify feelings. We went through that for a long time. I had um, EMDR, which is eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing. So that was a modality that helped to take these horrendous flashbacks that I was having that were just horrific and mm. that would move it within two hours move that flashback to i can look at it and not fall apart wow so you know it was a few years of moving through the flashbacks that way and that was very helpful okay um finally found somebody who diagnosed me with um DID. It used to be multiple personality disorder. Now they are calling mm -hmm. it dis dissociative disorder. Now we're trying to change it to like a dissociative response where when you're a child, they it's 
it's like the devil coming in and cutting you into little pieces mm-hmm. and creating like I can, they're they're making you do these horrific things so it's not just yeah. that you're a victim but they also make you do horrible things I can't do it it's like I can't do this so you create this other person yes okay. that goes and does this so yeah. then you have so then God has to come in and heal all those parts so that mm-hmm. was part of healing is God binds up the brokenhearted yeah so he's like pulling all those pieces healing that and making you whole again so that's part okay. of the healing um, mm. some of the flashbacks like the last couple ones were so horrific like the last two each took me two years to heal from so moving through that and being able to get on top of that so those were the last two hard ones so it took about 20 years to get mm. through that for yeah. me. but a lot of it was because I didn't have anybody that knew anything that could help me through it I didn't have survivors to talk to that I knew yeah so uh, so I've created some groups on Facebook I have closed groups for Christian women survivors so that okay. we can create that community so people come on and say hey I just had this flashback yeah what do I do and other people go whoa that happened to me too and they're like you're kidding and like yeah, yeah. have you thought about this and how they healed or hey what modality helps you have you tried EMDR have you tried you know working with your dissociated parts this way and and everybody can get on and try different things and what we're seeing is people are healing way faster like something that took me two years within three months they're moving through it it's like wow that's pretty cool and that this is what God is doing with this Lisa I'm so happy to hear that because um you didn't have all the support. People didn't know what this was. It was just something imaginary, right? Satanic panic. Um, people are are encouraged to repress this and not talk about it, right? Um, it's scary, and that's the way. That's how Satan retains his power. Uh, I'm glad that this is coming out because, and and now because you went through this, it took you 20 years, but maybe it won't take someone 20 years. Maybe they won't have to spend so many years just trying to find somebody. I gotta I gotta think as as in any trauma, just knowing there are other people out there who have experienced what you've experienced and that you're not crazy, um, that they have seen these same things. That that is an encouragement in itself and a beginning on the pathway to healing. Uh, to be heard absolutely well in john ten ten, it says the thief comes to kill steal and destroy and all of us have that every person in the world has that but jesus said but i have come that you have life and have it more abundantly and that's where yeah. i am now it yeah. took me a long time to get there yeah. but i'm there i have peace i can lie down at night and sleep and wake up refreshed in the morning I'm not inundated. I mean, it used to be 24-7. All I could think about was SRA yeah. and everything that happened. Yeah. But now I have joy. I can live my life. I can enjoy the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And he can do that with all your listeners, no matter what their story is. If he can do it for my story, he can do it for your story. And that's the Absolutely. goodness of God. He, he gave us this world to enjoy it. I mean, think of Eden. That's what he gave. That's that's the character of our God expressed, poured out in the beauty of the, the world that he created for us. So, yeah, the enemy's trying to take that away from us. But even still, the redemptive power of Jesus comes in to come and give us still life, life more abundantly. And that's where we can live. Yeah. Amen. Jesus wins. Yeah. Uh, in, in the end, um, you know, if... I'm just going to I'm going to stop right here and just say uh, if listening to this podcast, you are there's memories that are coming up, you know, maybe they've been coming up for a while. Maybe you haven't known who to talk to about this, Um, you know, get on Lisa's website. I'm going to all the information is going to be displayed on the screen right now. Um, get on her website, uh, check out the books, um, get into these groups, talk with somebody, get into some place where you can talk about it. You're not crazy. Um, 
you know, if you are crazy, you need to find out, right? So you need to get some help. You need to talk about it and find out what's really going on here um, and get the help you need. Uh, God is already working with you. He works with all of us to get there. And so a lot of times um, it's amazing how many times I've had YouTube algorithm putting something in front of me that I need to see. And it's not YouTube's algorithm. It's God messing with me, <laughs> manipulating at times that he can put something in front of you. And so I fully expect there'll be someone, at least one person. And if there's one person, it's worth it, right, to have talked about this. Even one person who sees this video and then has some place they can go, someone they can talk to and find out how to get this taken care of. Um, so where are you at now? And, and uh, what, you know, what is, tell me, tell me, Tell me what's going on um, and, and what the direction is with this and and uh, what is happening as far as uh, uh, satanic ritual abuse victims. Is there a lot more help now out there for those? Is it still kind of small or is it is it a growing phenomenon? Um, There's a lot of survivors coming forward now, a lot more. There's a lot more ministries that are out there trying to help. Okay. So um, it's... It, there's still I'm concerned with what is out there and the reason is I I am looking at how best to help survivors yeah and the ministries that I see are the most helpful are the ones that go one-on-one -on -one with survivors and you take them to Jesus himself and say okay Lord now what are we gonna do okay. and you let him direct the healing and I see other ministries where they're trying to go I see it as reversing the rituals to help so they're taking okay. what they're learning from survivors and and they're like like they'll take each Masonic like deconstructing prayer. it yeah they're deconstructing it which to me it's just reversing the demonic and then they're slapping the name of Jesus on it, and it's hurting the survivors. Okay. So, you know, find a prayer minister who will take you to the Lord, you know, a prayer counselor who can take you to the Lord himself and, and really just, because only Jesus knows what your keys are to heal. And, and it's just gonna Amen. take some time. It's just going to take some time. There's, there's not a really quick fix for this. It, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yep. You know, I so many people. They're like, I gave God three months. It's, it's going to take longer. Just, just give him because they, there's so many aspects to this. It, it was, yeah. it's emotional abuse. You got to heal emotionally. It's spiritual abuse. There's going to be deliverance that that's needed. Sure. It's sexual abuse. You need sexual abuse healing. Yeah. You know, it's physical abuse. Your body, you know, our bodies are such a mess. Like my daughter yeah. was going over her mother's medical history with her doctor, and her doctor asked what my date of death was. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's encouraging. You know, because we have so, you know, because the abuse yeah. is so bad yeah. that our bodies have just been through a lot. So God's got to yeah. come through and heal us. So there's all these abuses. Mm -hmm. It takes God to heal all of these things in us. So it's not a dash of healing. Yeah. God comes and he will heal all of it. I'm healthier yeah. now than I've been in my entire life. It's my husband and I are playing tennis for the first time ever this summer. It's incredible. So we're out there. I'm 54 years old. It's awesome. It's like funny. So awesome. give yeah, God we, time to heal it. He it's will. A very deep injury on in my, mm -hmm. many levels uh, and we are a complex being right yeah uh, we have a heart a mind uh, with the subconscious and, and our physical bodies there's so many components there and you know why can't God just take his magic wand and, and just wave it and then it just goes away but if it just goes away just completely gone how can you help anybody else and so part of the journey I would imagine is coming to understanding um, and, and our minds must have the time to come to understanding. And so that's part of the healing journey. And in that, I think you're then equipped 
you're equipped to help others. And that's the beauty of it, you know. He knows right, what well, he's doing. He, he certainly does. Uh, far better than we do. Uh, we we sometimes think to counsel God. I think um, some people do think to do that. You know, like God, why can't you just do this? Why why would you allow X, Y, and Z? Um, there are reasons why it must be that way, and we must trust in Him. Well, Lisa, I I really appreciate you coming on today, taking time out. Uh, I know this is a passion of yours. I know this is going to be good for somebody out there. Maybe some a number of people. Um, and so I want to encourage people to just to to not not just set this aside and um, and to to get the help that you need. And so we'll have some resources put up here on the at the end of the video and in the comp, down in the uh, description of the video for you. Um, and so uh, know that God loves you and He has a path that you can be healed that you you can find the help that you need um and you're not alone there are other people that have gone through this i have never gone through this i'm not the one to come to but there are those people that that can help you there is help out there and i just thank god that he has put a spotlight on this that it is that it is beginning to be even like tim ballard's the movie uh sound of freedom putting a spotlight on um child trafficking and stuff and we need to put a spotlight on satanic ritual abuse and because the one thing i know about the devil is he he thrives in the darkness right he doesn't want the light those demons don't like putting the light on them uh, they scurry like rats and so i say put more light on this we need to talk more about this until the day comes when this is no longer a thing right it never happens again, not to another child. Any last words, Lisa, you would like to give for encouragement for anybody out there that's dealing with some of this? If you're dealing with it, I know that life can be really hard and that it will get better. God does heal, just like he got you through it, which seemed impossible when you were little. Hmm. That there's nothing impossible for God and that Amen. he heals all things. So you hold on to the promises of God that he will give you beauty for, for ashes, strength mm -hmm. for tears, joy, joy for mourning and peace for despair, that he is a miracle working God and that he loves you so much and that you're important to him, mm. that you're the apple of his eye and that he who touches you touches him. He's got you. And he's going to get you to that place of healing. And don't give up. Amen. All right. Well, Lisa, thank you for coming on today. Uh, God bless you. Uh, and bless each one out there that's hearing this.